push me cause I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. <laughs> it's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. You already know it's your girl Ohimati. And Dej. And you're listening to the Dark and Lovely Pod. Woohoo! Yay! <laughs> you already know it's your girl Ohimati. And Dej. And you're listening to the Dark and Lovely Pod. <laughs> I thought I was supposed to say dark or something. I thought right? you said that's corny. <laughs> I don't know. Let's just say all together Dark and Lovely Pod. You already know it's your girl Ahimati. And Dej. And you're listening to the Dark, dark and, and Lovely, lovely Pod. pod. So the white way is not the right way. Trust me, honey. <laughs> say it again, sis. <laughs> the right way is not. Well, what did I say? <laughs> not me not being able to repeat myself. Hey, guys. Hey. We're back again with another episode. Yes, yes, yes. And to begin our episode, we're going to read you guys a tweet that kind of gives the gist of what we'll be talking about today. Okay, so this tweet is from Say on Twitter. Forgive me if I mispronounced it. But it reads, um, from a black person born and raised in Canada, I'm telling you right now, this country is not a utopia. Anti-blackness is here too. Racism is here too. Misogynoir is here too. Homophobia is here too. Should I go on? Mm, yes. Facts. So Teresa, when was the first time that your parents talked to you about racism? Um, I think like my dad um, has been in Canada since like the early 80s. And like he's been through the school system here, like post secondary, and so like he kind of knew, like you know, Wagon or whatever, and like he, um, honestly, from young, like he always showed me, like, like especially um, in school, like mm-hmm. in terms of my teachers marking me or trying to label me a certain way, mm-hmm. like my dad was not having it. Like anytime, like. A teacher tried to say like Teresa has an attitude or Teresa's this like mm-hmm. he came to the school like he's not like his oh, thing was wow. always like you're not going to he'd always say record I don't want to be on your record I don't know what record but whatever <laughs> <laughs> so cute and you don't say like you know like well no your student record yeah but like does my student record affect my life today it follows you like you can pick up your student record right now I mean, I guess, child, but he, so he'd always say, like, you know, this tense is on your record. So, yeah, he would always tell me that. And then, like, I remember, like, one, like, actual, like, definitive memory I have is, like, you know, like, when you get to, like, I don't know, like, between, like, 11, 12, whatever. Yeah. And you want to um, start going to the mall with your friends. Mm-hmm. Like, my dad would always tell me, like, you know what? Like, first he would say no. And then, like, when... I was allowed to go he was like don't go into stores if you're not buying anything because like mm. they're going to see you and your friends a group of black girls yeah and they're gonna assume things i don't want anybody to think think anything of you he's like i know yeah. you would never steal you know low-key <laughs> <laughs> but okay. like you know like he's like i know you would never steal or whatever but like you know what i mean like yeah. people are gonna look at you and look at the people that you're with and assume mm-hmm. that like you're gonna steal assume the worst yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. and then like even like when i moved from like scarborough to to the place i reside (laughs) (laughs) 
um not besides <laughs> like um I experienced like not a culture like yeah like a little bit of a culture so- shock mm-hmm. because like I wasn't used to so many like white people around me mm-hmm. and then like obviously like you know you're a product of your environment yeah. so like how I was behaving was a product of my environment and now I'm in this new environment yeah. and I felt like people didn't really understand me and I felt like especially the teachers would like label me a certain mm-hmm. way even though like from like my old school like, I was just acting like everybody else you know what yeah. I mean so yeah yeah no that makes a lot of sense um i think my mom always spoke to me about racism in canada Mm -hmm. but i don't think i was very like i didn't take it in Mm -hmm. if you make if that makes any sense like i wouldn't hear what she had to say yeah because in my head i grew up around a lot of white people i grew up in markham Mm -hmm. and um is there a bit white people in Markham? Like, the area that I was in was a lot of white people. Okay. Like, it's not known for having a lot of white people. It's known for having a lot of, like, Asian people. Mm-hmm. Like, Chinese specifically. But um, the area I was in was predominantly a white neighborhood. Yeah. And, like, in my head, like, especially from, like, I'd say JK to, like, grade three. Like, to be honest, I thought racism wasn't a thing. I was like, honestly, that's just something that's in the past. Like, <laughs> there, like my mom would tell me, like, no, you're going to experience this, this. Like, white people are going to say this to you. And I'm like, honestly, no, these are my friends. Like, you can't talk bad about them. Like, But do you know why like I feel like you kind of felt like, oh, racism is in the past? Mm-hmm. Because obviously, like, when we go to school, they teach us about these things. Yeah. But they yeah. always teach us about stuff in America. They don't really yeah. say, like... Anything about indigenous people indigenous people yeah Yeah. they don't say anything about that they don't talk anything about we learned about the pioneers the fucking pioneers like (laughs) Like, can you tell me about their like you know what i mean and like no they don't they need to like even um you know like how there's black um scotian people yeah we didn't learn about that we didn't learn about that either until university to find that out exactly so I feel like a part of the reason why you probably felt like, oh, it's in the past is because Mm -hmm. they're teaching us like, oh, Martin Luther King, segregation. Everything's over. Like, why am I in Canada learning? Like, of course, those things are important. But like, why am I not learning about anything in our context? They're trying to separate that whole concept of racism Mm -hmm. from from us. And like when this what's the black lady that's on the five dollars or the ten dollars? Viola? I don't have nothing. Like exactly. Canadians? Canadian $5 bill? Yeah, the $10 bill. The black lady on the, the light-skinned oh, black lady on the yeah. $10. Yeah. I don't know. Who is she? <laughs> Child. Is she even Canadian? She's Canadian. Oh, she is. Yes. I don't remember ever learning about her, though. We didn't. Oh, I thought it was Harriet Tubman. Didn't I just That's say- in the States. Oh, okay. <laughs> you see? <laughs> yeah. <sorry. laughs> okay. So, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. who wants this? No, that makes sense. Yeah, I know. Now that you said that, that makes so much sense mm-hmm. because my mom would tell me things like, "Oh, like don't let these teachers say this to you," mm-hmm. or like, "Don't do this, don't do this." And I'd be like, "Honestly, what are you talking about? Like, they yeah. would never do that to me. Like, yeah. I'm one of their favorite students. Like, I don't know. I would just not hear my mom at all until like I got to like grade four, grade five, mm-hmm. and then I saw like how teachers would treat. Because when I was younger, like I was very, what's the word? I was very like people pleasing you know what i mean so if someone didn't like me if a teacher didn't like me i'd be like trying to like make them like me you know what Mm -hmm. i mean but like other black students like if they were acting up and i saw the teacher would like treat them poorly i'd be like oh okay like this is a trend this is what is happening you know what i mean this is like racism in a way yeah that makes any sense i i think the one of the first memories i have of a classmate being like 
like a like a little a microaggression or whatever i don't know you tell me if this is racist <laughs> so like this was like one obama one right and oh, like shit. yeah like grade seven grade eight yeah yeah and so I was like so amped, obviously. And I remember yeah. the election was like, oh, the election's always around my birthday. So I remember like, mm. um, like I was amped. I'm like, it's my birthday. Like the first black president did it. Obviously yeah. being extra, right? Yeah. And then um, the, we we were in the computer lab, and then the white girl was like, oh, and she was supposed to be my friend too, and she was like, oh, um. I don't get it. What's the big deal? Racism was racism is over anyway. So who cares if there's a black president? You know what I you know what I think though? Mm-hmm. I think when they think racism is over, I think they mean like slavery. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that's what they're referring to. When they say racism is over, did racism ever start for them? Like Yeah, <laughs> yeah who are you to say racism <laughs> is over? <laughs> no, actually. And I remember like being a kid and being like, mm, I don't like that. Like yeah, I, don't, I don't know why, but I don't like it. Yeah, yeah, and to be honest, like and that's why like <sighs> this is the thing. <laughs> Obviously, in my professional and, and academic life, I have mm. to interact with white people. Yeah. But in my personal life, I do not interact with white people. Because I feel like... <laughs> I do. No, that's fine. I do. I do. That's fine. Okay. But, but the reason why I feel like is because when I was growing up, these little instances instances would happen. Mm-hmm. And like as a kid, obviously, I wasn't. I couldn't be like, oh, you're racist. I didn't... Yeah. Or, or Or she is speaking from a place of privilege i didn't have those words i didn't have the vocabulary still felt it i still felt it so like because like i couldn't page them Mm because i didn't have the vocabulary Mm -hmm. i just started to be like i don't even want nothing to do with that yeah so i just would like talk to them yeah because obviously when you're younger living where we live like you're gonna have white friends obviously right but like as i grew up and started to choose my friends more for myself Mm -hmm. rather than like okay we're friends because we go to school five days a week and we spend eight hours together i was Mm -hmm. like i don't want that around me like i don't want to have to like i like it's just kind of like like okay you see like for colorism like um you know like if how do i explain it like obviously there are dark-skinned women who internalize colorism and who, mm, if I yeah. had a conversation with them about colorism, it would mm-hmm. be not, it wouldn't be productive and they would yeah. say problematic things. Yeah. On the other side, there are light skinned women who, if I had a conversation with them about colorism, it would be mm-hmm. very productive. And mm-hmm. even though they don't have that experience, they would be able to understand and maybe even add productive points, things to yeah. the conversation, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. no, that makes sense. Yeah. But like, when it, but at baseline, I think it's uh, safe to, like, naturally without if you look at a light-skinned person and a dark-skinned person without them opening their mouth Mm -hmm. because of how we are like if somebody said tell like choose which person you want to talk to colorism about i would choose the The dark-skinned person person, even though just because she dark-skinned doesn't mean that she's gonna Mm -hmm. add anything to the conversation conversation, so it's like it's kind of like i because like i had so many experiences where white people would say stuff Mm -hmm. like i was like okay then I already know this, what this white person's on. I don't mm-hmm. even want to talk. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, that makes sense. I, like, maybe I have to unlearn that, but it's kind of like, I don't really have the energy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm trying to say? Okay, so for me, the first instance of racism or experience of racism that I could remember, I don't know. I don't really remember anything mm-hmm. at all. Because I, I feel like when I was in that situation... I kind of just like wanted to like get out of it 
if that makes sense or like yeah. just like erase it from my memory because because i don't want that experience you know what i mean yeah and i and i and i think that because of the racism the nature of racism in canada and this is why people especially in america think that and i learned that uk people think this too like they don't understand they feel like we don't have racism here and the reason why i feel like they think that is because the way that racism manifests in canada is it's always barely it's just always under the surface yeah like it's it's microaggressions mm-hmm. like it's just, like even that thing that little like, girl said like she didn't mm-hmm. call me the n-word she didn't yeah. say like, oh you're a black bitch but yeah. like she like <laughs> you know what i'm saying like what what you're saying is like you're speaking from a place of privilege like yeah. you're able to say that because you're white like what do you mean that why is it a big deal because mm-hmm. racism is over like even the fact that like you're saying racism is over like who are you to say racism is it's over, over yeah. you will never experience it you know what mm-hmm. i mean yeah so i feel like that's why a lot of people think that racism doesn't occur in canada mm-hmm. because it's so like implicit and i feel like it's almost like natural too in our environment yep. that you're almost like you're just expecting it yeah and it's like you don't and it's like for some people especially for me like oftentimes i don't even like what's the word like i don't even pay attention to it but i feel like that's a problem in itself too if i'm not sticking up for myself and not saying things when they bother me like it's just gonna continue to happen you know what i mean but i think i think like we both need to find a medium because the same way you're saying like you don't pay attention to it i think i pay too much attention to it and so Mm -hmm. i'm always just like fuck like fuck this like i don't want to interact with anybody who's not black like and it's not just white people it's like people of color too no bro it's Mm. there's a lot of brown people too that are and fucking racist when i say shit. people of color i'm not a person of color <laughs> i'm a black woman bro. no i'm black <laughs> black black <laughs> i'm not a person of color nor yeah. am i a woman of color so when i say yeah. those that i'm not talking about black people mm-hmm. but it's like i feel like i pay attention like i'm literally like always like what what did that person just say like mm-hmm. are they dumb like yeah that's just that's just no, me right and i yeah. think like i've done that to the point where like i just can't even it's like when I interact with somebody who's not black, I'm on the defense. Yeah. Like, all what the are you time. gonna say? Like, yeah. What are you gonna say to offend me now? Like, yeah. Just waiting. And like, I had this professor at U of T for my last year, and she was like a white lady, but she taught me so much. Like, yeah. she was the most non problematic white person I or non black person I have ever, like, like you know, like oh, come God. into contact with. Yeah. And like, she taught me so fucking much. And mm-hmm. like, I just looking back i didn't enjoy her class i did a lot but i I was always like on the defense like what like she might like she might say something problematic Mm, you know what i mean allow you to like engage in the moment and like yeah and like listen to what she actually had to say because she was always dropping gems and it wasn't even in a way where like she's taking up space or she's speaking for black women yeah but like she she really like taught us a lot you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but it was like every time she was talking i was like tense because i'm like is she gonna say something yeah you know what i mean and i think like i've done that because i pay attention to these like and the thing about racism in canada too is like because it's a microaggression Mm -hmm. like they can gaslight you and make you feel crazy yes as soon as you start saying or sticking up for yourself be like you know what i don't like how you said that or Mm -hmm. i think that's racist like what I'm not a racist. What are you talking about? Yeah. I didn't mean to say it like that. Oh, blah, 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 whatever, whatever, whatever. At least American people, like, they'll call you the N-word and say, yeah, I hate yeah. black people. <laughs> Facts. It's like in a, your face. Like, a Canadian person will be like, oh, no. Like, here in Canada, we love everybody. Yeah. But, like, they don't. They don't. And, like, 
it's just so weird to me though like, you know what it you know what it is for me like especially like in the workplace mm, like like yes. honestly i hope that <laughs> like my work people don't listen to this but you can't fire me so anyway <laughs> <laughs> so um okay so let's just set the context okay so this is we're living in this was like the end of last year mm-hmm. christmas time but like you know the the year that black people have had yeah okay in terms of with um institutions specifically like police yeah and any institution of authority, any societal institution is marginalizing black people period yeah right and even before the summer like we knew that but maybe yeah. now black people sorry maybe now white people non, know it non-white too. black people it's like yeah. it's in your face now like you can't mm-hmm. deny it like you guys saw mm-hmm. tv like you know what yeah. i mean there's right? no denying it there's anymore. no denying it like it's either you say you, you can say you don't care but you can't say it didn't happen it right? doesn't happen yeah exactly that's true so so it's christmas time and i'm black i'm dark skin i'm a woman mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, like, I'm writing letters to soldiers. Can what? You, can you write some for me? Soldiers who? Where? Like, in, like, Afghanistan or wherever. For, to, for what? Like, what is she saying? Like, I guess, like, <laughs> for Christmas time, like, they, like, because, like, maybe some of them don't have families or because, like, they're lonely. Like, I guess, like, there's programs where, like, people <laughs> write, like, <laughs> them letters. What? Okay. But like, why? So she, so she like, what? just like something nice. Like I guess like is a, that just her act of goodness? Exactly. <laughs> so she writing writing letters to soldiers. Yes. So when she said that, she was like, oh, she was like, how do you feel about um soldiers, right? And I and I and I was like, <laughs> I, like I before I tell her that I wanted to know like what do you think because if I tell you what I think, like yeah. you might have a misunderstanding. Like why if, did she ask you that? Like if I tell you that they um are actively part like they participate in the po- process of marginalizing black people mm-hmm. and if they're fighting for nobody's right, they're not fighting for mine because I'm still black. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, I mean, so she asked me that, and I was like, in terms of what? And she's like, well, she's like, I'm doing this program where I'm writing letters. She's like, can you write me a letter? And like because she was, like, as pro black as I am, like, and as whatever as I am, like, I kind of froze because it's like, you're white, you're in a position of power, mm-hmm. you're my manager, and you're asking me to do something that I really don't want to fucking do. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you should fucking know that. Why would you ask why a black would you person? Ask? Yeah, that's and, she, like and so I was like, so what? And I was like, so why would? I was like, what do you want me to say? She's like, oh, you can just say like, dear hero. I'm like, hero. He's not my hero. He's not my hero. <laughs> 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 my hero is Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's just little stuff like that like like that is like like painting a narrative for you basically yeah Yeah. like what but but the thing about it is it's like you see how i said it and right away you're like what do you mean yeah yeah but it's like the fact that like she's so disconnected yeah like and i'm sure if i explain it to her she wouldn't like if she I explained it, it to her, she would obviously be like, "Oh, I'm I'm so sorry." Like, you do don't you have... even think she would understand though? I don't. She think wouldn't so. understand, but she would have to say like, you know. Yeah, she'd be like, I'm especially, "Sorry." Yeah, <laughs> especially now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, I it just it, I I can't. This is why I say that outside of my professional academic life, I can't I can't do it because it's too much energy. Like, I don't want to have to tell my friend mm-hmm. that I can't write a letter to a soldier. I'm sorry. Yeah. You're my friend. You should know that. That's you not something that, yeah. I want to do as a black person. Why the fuck would I write a letter to a soldier? <laughs> About what? what? I might as well write a, a fucking letter to a constable. Yeah. <laughs> For where I work, mm-hmm. like a lot of the times I'm on cash and I notice a lot of white people, mm-hmm. they won't look at me. 
Really? Yeah, 100%. I'll be cashing them out. How are you today? How's your day going? They won't look at me. They'll look at the other the other way and be like, oh, yeah, I'm fine. How are you? Like, they literally won't look at me. Really? And I'm just like, Maybe I just don't fuck? look at white people. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I see that. No, like, they won't look at you. I can see that. Yeah, and it's just like, okay, like... And, like, at first I thought it was maybe just me. Like, maybe mm-hmm. I'm just awkward and they just don't want to look at me. I don't know. But, like... I'll, I'll see them at other caches with a white cashier and they're looking at them having a good old grand conversation and another thing that canadians do too is like they like this whole like oh i'm proud to be a canadian all kind of shit like <laughs> honestly i value our healthcare system honestly truly yeah 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 but otherwise but in terms of my identity like mm-hmm. i'm from ghana like you know what i mean yeah but i think like they want to remove your like anything that negates they feel like having holding another identity negates your canadianness mm, oh my gosh yes so i'm in a program speech language pathology mm-hmm. and we had this class had this one prof that um was telling us about kind of like assimilation training okay with people what who, yeah listen i texted you about this remember? not assimilation child yeah assimilation training where people who in this 2021 listen yeah who people (laughs) who are from different countries what are they called immigrants come to (laughs) come to canada and they have accents right okay but they can't find jobs because no one will hire them so they go to speech language pathologists to learn the canadian accent Wow. Right, and then he's trying to tell us. He's like, "Oh, I can have." He was asking the class. He's like, "Oh, guys, I don't know how comfortable you guys feel with this, but I can do like a little class or like a session on assimilation training so that you guys can learn how to do Canadian accents and like teach it to immigrants that come in, right?" And then I think it was me and three other people in the class. We're like, "No, like we're not gonna." join in on this session because what the fuck that's like racism literally yeah racism literally happening yeah and i'm just like what and like no one else in the class besides three of us had a problem with it they're all like oh yeah that's such a good idea so like yeah like i agree i agree but like there's like maybe three or five of us that were like what the fuck are you really saying yeah that's crazy so i had um a couple of co-workers that mm-hmm. were actually like indigenous mm-hmm. and like i learned that like a lot of indigenous people they don't identify as canadian yeah and like i completely understand that because why would they like identify as something mm-hmm. that has like perpetuated so much violence against them yeah like how can like wh- why would you be proud to be canadian when like like you know what i mean like yeah yeah, yeah i see that Mm-hmm. And even, like, another thing, like, because I think, like, you can't speak on racism in Canada without talking about, like, Indigenous people. I think, like, mm-hmm. like if you really sure. want to see, like, racism, like, Canadian racism in action, mm-hmm. like, you need to look there because, like, mm-hmm. the like fact... Like, explicit racism. Yeah. Like, in your face Blatant, like, that's, like, that's yeah. not even microaggressions. That's, yeah. like, okay, like, yeah. you guys are fucking actively still colonizing them. Yeah. Like, it's, like, violent. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And the fact that, like, Unless you actually, unless you go out to seek that information, mm, you won't know it. You're not gonna it. find it. Like it's so true. Oh yeah. my god! Like you how are can you not be a, gonna find it? Yeah, and then now like all these like igna- land acknowledgements, like, mm-hmm. bro, what is what is with that? Can we talk about that, please? What like you, what? Like 
um, my profs only started doing it this year. Okay, so and it's I'm a part like, of the re- reconciliation, um, like efforts. Like yeah. the landing lodges are part of the reconciliation efforts. Mm-hmm. But my problem with them, and it is, and obviously I'm not indigenous, and I've spoken to like a few indigenous people about this, and obviously they're not the spokesperson of everybody, right? Yeah. But like their kind of thing is like okay yeah it's nice mm-hmm. but at the same time if you're doing a land acknowledgement and you're mispronouncing all of the names yeah then it's not genuine mm-hmm. like to me take the effort to fucking google it or youtube it to find the correct pronunciation mm-hmm. of the of the name like yeah. that's so disrespectful like why are you like it's just like what's it it's called? kind of like it's you're just taking a, it's performative yeah. like if it's not like if it's not done in a certain way, I feel like it's performative. Like, you're just ticking a box. Like, okay, mm-hmm. national anthem. Did it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That acknowledgement. Yep. Like, you know, like, you have to yeah. actually, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, that makes so much sense. Yeah. But, yeah. So, um, for those who are not Canadian, land acknowledgements are basically, like, so, basically, obviously, all the land that we're on is stolen land. Like, the white people, them, stole it from. They stole everything. Though. They stole everything, but... <laughs> Um, so they stole it from uh, indigenous people, obviously, because they mm-hmm. were here first. Mm-hmm. And so, in the last cu- couple of years, like um, institutions like schools and like maybe like a government like setting or whatever, mm-hmm. they do like land acknowledgement. So it's basically like a little like speech or whatever. They'll say like, okay, we acknowledge that the land we're that we're on right now is stolen land from mm-hmm. this specific tribe, because mm-hmm. obviously there's um, every land belong to a different tribe Mm -hmm. right so it's like from the whatever tribe like we are acknowledging that we're on i think like our land is like mississauga tribe or something yeah yeah so they acknowledge that but my thing is like just make sure it's genuine like yeah if it's true truly in the spirit of reconciliation like make sure that when otherwise it's performative you know me like obviously it's a pandemic but like before like i always used to have my lashes and my nails done right mm-hmm. like every two weeks lashes nails mm-hmm. so um and these times i was in school and obviously i was around a lot of white people mm-hmm. and like there's this lady and she's like oh my gosh your lashes like they're just like velvet like and i'm like <laughs> can you get the fuck out of my face like i just feel like it's it's a it's giving it's giving a little like it's, it's giving something it's, it's like you're yeah. fetishizing me or like you're like like, it just feels uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah, and that same lady, oh my goodness. Okay, so we were having a <laughs> class discussion and like me, like I bring in like, like I'll take the text material and like talk about like black Twitter. Like mm-hmm. I don't care if you guys don't understand because I don't understand <laughs> what the fuck you guys are talking about, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I had this class and we had to basically like do a reading and interpret mm-hmm. it, pre- present it to the class. So this particular mm-hmm. reading was by Patricia Hill Collins, which mm-hmm. is like a really famous black feminist writer, right? So she was basically saying that like black women in in academia and specific fields, like we kind of have to play the insider within mm-hmm. uh, role because like we're like we're an academic, but like we're still black. Mm-hmm. And, and and like, so it's like, people will be talking about things and we don't know what the fuck is going on because yeah. like they're talking about like white people stuff like, like yes you know what i yes. mean so yeah the way i explained how i did an ex to explain it i did this exercise where mm-hmm. i wrote down a whole bunch of things mm-hmm. things that are culturally significant to black people so mm-hmm. like i wrote down like the shade room mm-hmm. i wrote down black twitter mm-hmm. i wrote down like um like Mary J. Blige, like people who are famous mm. to black people, but maybe not necessarily famous to white, to people. white people. And just mm-hmm. like little things like, um, I wrote down edges, oh, right? Okay, and yeah. then I wrote down like, oh, like TMZ, Brad Pitt, like 
things that oh, everyone okay. knows yeah. right and so i handed it out and everybody had a piece of paper yeah and i said okay everybody read theirs out mm-hmm. and so somebody would say like the shade room and they'd be like and i'm like okay can anybody guess what that means yeah and they all didn't know what it means they're like oh is it about shadism <laughs> <laughs> And they're like, like they didn't, they didn't, they didn't know, obviously, right? But obviously, they knew who Brad Pitt was. They knew what TMZ was. They, you know what I mean? I'm like, okay, this is how we feel when you guys are talking. We don't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. So that's the exercise that I did. Mm -hmm. So when, like I said, one of the things I wrote down was Black Twitter. Mm. So I gave like a brief overview. Like, Black Twitter is like, um, like, because you can't really explain Black Twitter because it's Twitter, but it's like Black Twitter. It's Black, yeah. You know what I mean? So I basically just said like. It's like a little like section of Twitter where we just be tweeting like yeah. whatever, right? Yeah. So the next week now she comes to class. She's like, she's like, hey Teresa, who's, who's this? This lady, that same lady said my eyelashes are like velvet. Oh my. Okay. <laughs> so she comes to class and she's like, yep. She's like, hey Teresa, like I actually I went on the black Twitter. Oh. <laughs> she's like I. She's like I went on the black Twitter. It was great. I was like, well, did she understand anything? Obviously, fucking not. <laughs> but Deja, she didn't go on no black Twitter. She what she went on the black what the she, black Twitter. <laughs> what she fucking did was she went on Google, she searched black Twitter and she read an article. That's probably what the fuck she did. <laughs> what because she, say? she said she read the you know me, I didn't engage. I said, Oh yeah, that's nice. Like <laughs> she's like she's like, Yeah, I went on the black Twitter, it was great. She's like, It was so funny over there. I'm like, what do you over there? I was like, What? <laughs> over there. <laughs> Okay, so you know how we were talking earlier about um, like how we don't really identify as like people of color mm-hmm. or women of color. So like in Canada, like I don't know if you've heard this term, they say BIPOC, which yeah. is Black Indigenous People of Color. Yeah. So like, I hear that all the time. Would you identify with that? No. I wouldn't, and I wouldn't because I experience racism. Anti-blackness. Anti-blackness. Yeah. Anti-black racism. From people of color. Yeah. So I don't see how I could categorize myself in the same, you know. Umbrella of people who are. Umbrella of people who are like. Marginalizing me. Exactly. I have a story actually. Uh, I used to have this friend who was from India. Mm -hmm. And I remember, um, I don't know what we were doing, but we were at her house in her room or something. And oh my this gosh, was in this grade, is going downhill. <laughs> this was in like grade 10 or grade 10, grade 10. Okay. And um, I had my hair out because at that time I wore my natural hair. Mm-hmm. And then oh out goodness. of nowhere, she was just like, oh, like, I hope you don't take offense to this, <gasps> right? And then she said that and then she's like, oh, never mind, never mind, never mind. So obviously me... Mm-hmm. with like an intriguing mind i'm like what like just tell me like what the hell like why would you say something and not say something yeah you know mm-hmm. and she's like okay fine she's like okay i really hope you don't take offense to this but i'm like so happy i don't have hair like you what <laughs> yeah why the fuck would you say like, that out loud i was like what <laughs> no my feelings were wait, wait, so wait, 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 wait. what does she mean by i hope you don't take offense to this yeah and i was like uh like i didn't even know what to say i was just like uh like and mind you she's my friend that's fucked up so it's this, like- this is why i can't be friends with people who are not black i'll be damned if i'm going to my friend's house for her to tell me she's happy that her hair is not like mine and i was just like uh okay i mean like all right i don't i don't even know what to say i was just so like taken aback by that like i don't know but yeah that's why i wouldn't classify myself as a 
what is it called black indigenous person of color bipoc yeah but the the the, mm-hmm. the thing with the bipoc thing where i like i'm a bit more comfortable with it versus just like poc or like woc mm-hmm. it's like the i in there like the indigenous mm-hmm. because yeah. i feel like like indigenous people like have experienced like a specific type of racism yeah. in in this canadian context yeah and i feel obviously obviously there's going to be indigenous people who are anti-black whatever have mm-hmm. anti-black yeah. racism but i feel like the indigenous people that i've come into contact with mm-hmm. are very like understanding of the black experience in canada yeah. and mm-hmm. are able to understand and the same way how a lot of us don't really like white people like that they don't like like yeah. they feel the same they way if not worse yeah. so it's like i i never experienced anti-blackness from an indigenous yeah that and i never experienced like like when i talk to black not even that like when i talk to black people like i think we kind of get each other on things it's like a like a recipient yeah and i've experienced that with indigenous people if that makes sense like when i have conversations with them Mm -hmm. i don't ever have to feel like they're not gonna even though they're not gonna specifically understand or get me yeah i don't ever have you see how i said you like, don't have some, to like over explain yourself yeah, yeah. And you see how i said like sometimes when white people or non-black people are talking i i tense up like what are they gonna say mm, oh you don't, I don't feel that yeah mm, they don't okay. and i never and this was like my two co-workers that i had mm-hmm. and they really because i was ignorant not like ignorant mm. to their experience because they don't teach us in yeah. school at all and like you've probably never been around anyone exactly that's so or has know. shared that side of their identity with yeah. me right mm-hmm. so like they taught me a lot like both of them have lived on reserves before like oh really yeah so they taught yeah. me a lot and obviously they don't speak for everybody yeah. right but like just them specifically and then also my supervisor for my research mm-hmm. um is she indigenous too? yeah oh wow because like there was no black women in my program yeah and so like i was like you know what she is like she i really fucked with her because like we had like our class was like a sociology class Mm -hmm. but she a lot of our readings were about like black women and indigenous women and i just loved Mm -hmm. how like and she would like show us like videos like all of the topics that we were talking about she would show us through a lens of like being an indigenous woman i really Mm -hmm. rated that because like it's very valid we're living in canada and it's not like her using her experience is taking away from us learning what we have to learn. To learn, yeah. That's you know what true. I mean? And so yeah. I was like, you know what? I would love for you to be my supervisor. Mm-hmm. And she was my supervisor. And, like, she was she was a great supervisor. Like, mm-hmm. like she would never, like, overstep. Yeah. Like, she would give me her opinion. And she'd be like, but, like, you know what, Teresa? Like, you're you're a black woman, so. Yeah. I can't tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that's something that I don't really get from other people of oh, color yeah that's true you know what i mean remember how you were saying like sometimes you feel really tense around white people or whatever? Mm-hmm. i feel like because white people tend to like police us so mm-hmm. much mm-hmm. we often internalize that but i feel like when you're saying that you're you're tense or like you're whatever like you're internalizing that too mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. what i mean because you feel like okay like what are they gonna say to police me now i have to like police how i'm acting so that i could please them i get what you're saying but it's like for me like I think like I'm trying not to do that so much to the point where I'm still doing it. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like by me, like be like, okay, I don't fuck with people who are not black. I don't fuck with like this. Yeah. Like I'm like, I don't want you guys to police me. Yeah. But then by me but carrying that, that. Yeah. on myself, I'm letting them police yeah. me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like that, what is that thing called? Self-fulfilling prophecy? Oh yeah, I guess. Yeah. 
because it's like i i i don't want you to like say anything to me i mm-hmm. i i don't have the energy i don't want to be chilling with my friend and then they like i know that like okay i don't think like there's not a lot of there is but there's not a lot of canadian people that are gonna come up to you and say the n-word like i said they're, but they're gonna they're say something they're gonna do something they're gonna gaslight you about yeah. something it's almost like that one friend that's like your friend but like you know they're talking shit about you behind your back mm-hmm. you know what i mean and yeah. it's like they come around you and you feel you feel the negative energy but oh you can't speak on it right no. you can't speak on it because you don't know what it is but you know that there, there's something no you know there. you know this is this was my <laughs> last fucking straw of me giving um like me trying to be friends i'm so sorry but this was my last fucking straw of me trying to be friends with a non-black person so in my master's program right there was like i think like 11 of us mm-hmm. and out of the 11 people there was me one other black girl and like two people of color and everybody else was like white mm-hmm. and there was like one guy and the rest of us were women so two black women one woman of color one man of color and the rest are white women mm-hmm. okay and so, like, my my friend, like, the black other black girl, she'd been telling me, like, don't trust these people. Like, they're not serious, <laughs> sis. Like, yeah. you know? And, like, I found that they were always trying to group me and her together. Like, like, if she was ever late for class or she wasn't in class, they'd be like, oh, have you, like, have you, like, where's so-and-so? I'm like, so-and-so is not my you. Like, don't ask me about her. Yeah. Whenever, when your little white friend is not in class, do I ask you about her? Yeah. Don't try and group us together. But anyway, so, like, I, there was one particular girl that her and I had a class together because we had our, like, core classes that we all were together had in. To take, yeah. And then, like, we had classes that some of us were in, right? Mm-hmm. So it was one class where it was only me and her from our program. Mm-hmm. And, like, we would go to class together and, like, we would do a lot of things together, right? Mm-hmm. Well, we would go to class and, like, we would talk about class and whatever, okay? Mm-hmm. So I kind of, like, started to like her. And I kind of felt like she wasn't problematic. I kind of felt like... At first, I kind of felt like none of them were problematic because, like, I'm in a women's gender studies program. It like, matter. You would think... Mm-hmm. But I was naive. Yeah. I was giving them a chance because I'm like you know like you your interest is queer studies my interest is black women like Mm -hmm. there are queer black women so like obviously we're on the same page like that's how i Mm -hmm. kind of felt right (laughs) Mm -hmm. so whatever me and this one girl like i thought we were like we were about to bench like Mm -hmm. me and her were going to class together like we would have great discussions every time i would talk about my experience as a black woman i felt she was validating me like i'm like yo like she's white people they're not so bad still you know (laughs) and then so whatever we all moved back home because of covid Mm. And we still had a group chat. We would still talk, yeah. whatever. And so, like, I just found it. And she, whenever there's, like, like because of my program was, like, an activism program, whenever there's any social justice issue going on in the world, they're all very vocal about it. They mm. all post about it. They yeah. all do this and this about it. It's so, like, now it's June, and we're ha- like black lives matter yeah protests. and you guys yeah. are not saying shit you guys are not posting anything you guys are not messaging me to ask me if i'm okay yeah. you guys are not messaging the my other friend the black girl in the program to ask her if she's okay mm-hmm. it's silence radio silence but when it's when it's fucking recycling and stuff you guys are oh, <laughs> recycling not recycling <laughs> <laughs> or fucking their pets their, their fucking dog pets, pets their dogs like you guys are all up in the like oh this is a um a, like an atrocity to to mankind like all kind of shit but you guys have nothing to fucking say so i got mad yeah like i was like you know what like i i even ended up leaving the group chat because i sent them like a, um i sent them a link to resources for um to support the movement mm-hmm. and like their reaction was just shit so i left the group chat 
mm-hmm. and then deleted them on social media because I felt like you guys are trash. You guys said you're allies. Mm-hmm. Okay, how do you feel about allies? Um. Oh, I feel like it depends. Mm-hmm. I feel like there can be white allies, one hundred percent. I do think there can be. Okay. Um. So what does what does being an ally intent like entail for you? Okay, I feel like they have to. I don't know. I don't know if I can put it into words, but like you have to just know that they actually. It's they like have a, to, a feeling. Yeah, it's like a. Yeah, it's like a feeling. Like, you know how you were saying, like, you feel tense towards some people? Mm-hmm. Like, I naturally... Because I have this one friend who's white. And whenever we... We have, like, these debates... All, not debates, but, like, discussions. conversations and discussions. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, like, she wants to become a teacher. And she always asks me, like... Because she was doing her placement. And, like, there's this crowd of people that, like, she really was trying to, like, work with. And they were predominantly, like, black kids. Mm-hmm. And she would ask me like okay like i don't know if i'm saying the right things like you know and she was like she's trying to learn you know what i mean so i think that number one is like at least trying to like understand where i'm coming from Mm -hmm. and not like when i tell you something you're not like being like okay no that doesn't happen like invalidating my experience Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so for that one but i at the same time i feel like with allies especially for white allies you have to know that at some point there's going to be certain lines that they don't understand that they'll never understand Mm -hmm. you know what i mean but like i don't hold them to like the same standard no not the same standard but like i don't like put that against them that they don't understand and that they'll never understand you know what i mean okay i think like for me like this is the thing because some there's white people or non-black people who are not allies at all and then there's the white people that just go overboard like have you ever seen those videos of like mm. the white people laying down on like <laughs> yeah. laying down on the floor oh, and begging yeah, for people the black lives matter and begging for forgiveness yeah. and saying we're sorry That's like you don't fuck. you so don't sorry. you like, don't need to lay down on the floor and beg for forgiveness like <laughs> that like it's or no, no, no i saw this tweet when they were learning about slavery in the classroom <laughs> and they came, the white people came out crying like why are you crying like why are you crying bro (laughs) you did this (laughs) okay so have you ever heard of the term um white fragility i think so you want to explain it okay so white fragility to my understanding like you know like when you tell a white person they're racist and they get mad and sad mad and sad (laughs) like (laughs) like you know how like like you know how like when you try and tell like like fragility is like fragile like Mm, yeah like you know like because like white people don't really experience any type of um systemic racism or marginalization obviously Mm -hmm. intersectionality they could be queer whatever whatever but like Mm -hmm. on the baseline Mm -hmm. like they don't experience those things right Mm -hmm. so because they have yet to experience those things when they have any type of anything like for you to say like oh like sis like you're being racist Mm -hmm. like you're oppressing them now (laughs) <laughs> or like when we say when we say like okay well we're gonna create a, a like a program for just black people oh. like you can't come here mm-hmm. now it's why why we're we doing that yeah. like so that's once racist. they feel like they're not included because they feel like they need to be included with everything Every, because Every they are included thing. in everything yeah 
So once like think something is it. not for them, it's like, oh my gosh, why? Like you're oppressing me now. Exactly. Like, no, hun. But think that's about not it, sis. The things that the things that are not for them, mm-hmm. we actually have to say, white people, this is not for you. Yeah. Like, like that. Yeah. The, and no one has to tell me. Like, it's not for it's me. It's not for me. This I know it's not for is me. Not for me. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. The only places that are for me are the places that actually say like, this is for you because you're black. Yeah. And like even that, they want it too. Mm. so it's like Like, so it's like that is like the whole idea of white fragility like the fact that like they're fragile so for i know this is like um an american thing but obviously it can apply to like a canadian context Mm -hmm. so like for me like you know kamala harris Mm, yeah um her being the first black woman black vice president yeah Mm -hmm. black whatever woman of color Mm -hmm. in that position of power obviously everybody is happy you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but for me like other than optics i i don't really see like it is a huge accomplishment don't get me wrong Mm -hmm. but like is she going to put black women on like what is she going to do for black for us to move forward as a people like Mm -hmm. what did obama do for us to move forward as a people like yes we see him in power we see Mm -hmm. kamala in power and we're like yo i could do that too yeah but it's like not only do we need black people in positions of power we need the right black people in positions of power Mm -hmm. and black people who are actually going to do things for other black people Mm -hmm. because if you're you might as well be white like if you if you're going to be in a position of power as a black person and you're not doing anything for black people then what's the fucking point i also feel like especially when you're around all white people Mm -hmm. i mean i can only say this from like my own personal experience Mm -hmm. but like it's hard to like do things like try and bring other black people in if that makes sense or like do things for black people when you're surrounded by a bunch of white people no like it's not like super easy no and i I completely get that but that's what i'm saying like that's what i mean by like the right black people because there's gonna be a black person that i'm not saying that like it's all on that one black person Mm -hmm. but i think like but don't you think also like her being in that position Mm-hmm. Like it allows other black women to see that, and then maybe the right black woman can finally That's be like, okay, saying. like I can be in that position, and then I'm gonna make a difference. So it's like a gate, like she opened She's, the gate yeah, yeah, for yeah. that one key black person to be like okay i'm gonna put on other black people exactly and that's what i'm saying like it it obviously as a black woman or an indian woman or as a woman of color you're gonna look Mm -hmm. at her and say like oh like you know maybe i can try a thing whatever yeah but i'm saying like i think like as black people like we're easily like pleased sometimes like in terms of like oh my gosh, like, this this black person is in this position of power, the first black mayor, the first black this, the first black that. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's great. That's amazing. I'm proud of you as a black person. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm retweeting them, those tweets. I'm happy for you. Mm-hmm. But okay, once the smoke has, you know, cleared, mm-hmm. once the dust has settled, like, okay, what are we doing for black people? Yeah. Like, what what are we, how, like, you've done, you've already done something for black people in the sense that now other black people can see you Mm -hmm. and be like, okay, I can do that too. But okay, what, what's next? What else? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Because that only like, if you are in, okay. So as a black person, right? Me seeing another black person or another black woman in position of power. Mm -hmm. Yes. It gets me amped. It makes me feel like, okay, yes. But I already knew that I could do that. Like I already knew I had the potential. It's more like I did. I other people don't see that potential in me because of the white supremacist context that we're living in, right? Mm-hmm. 
So it's like, so now, if you're a black woman or a black person in a in a predominantly white space, if you don't actively advocate for other black people or if you don't remind these people of your blackness yeah. they will just stop seeing you they will just see as you as black. like Teresa they'll yeah. just see you as Deja mm-hmm. they won't or you're a good black person like yeah. they're not gonna like see other you yeah, yeah. they're that not gonna sense. see you as like, like you're the one key you're it's, the you're the only good person. one yeah. like you know what I mean no that makes sense so like for me like the field that I work in like mm-hmm. it's a lot of um like I well, obviously, there's black people there, too. But obviously, in any field, they're going to be predominantly white people because yeah. we live in Canada, Canada right? Yeah. But And, like, I have a lot of, like, black clients that I work with. Mm-hmm. And, like, I always remind them that our clients are black. Like, I don't care how annoying I sound. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, because they're black. They're black. They're black. Yeah. They're black. Because every single thing you're talking to me about, any type of trauma-informed anything, any yeah. type of counseling you're trying to do for anybody, you need to remember that they're black. Facts. They're or specifically they're Jamaican. They're from Ghana. Like mm-hmm. our parents raise us in certain ways. Our trauma comes from this. Our like mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like um there are certain things that our parents may have said to us or done to us that like mm-hmm. white people or non-black people may consider as child abuse or whatever. Mm-hmm. And whether it is or not, that's debatable. But to us, that's just how it was. Mm-hmm. So like if it's if, normalized yeah. in our culture. So yeah. like if a Jamaican a person of Jamaican descent or a person of Ghanaian descent is like telling you like, yeah, my mom used to do this as a punishment and you're like, oh my gosh, your mom's mm-hmm. a, your mom is so and it's just like why why are you doing that? Mm-hmm. And it's almost like their way is like the way it should be yeah but it's not you know yeah, what i mean it's like, just different than how you were raised or how you would raise your children trust me trust you know, me just because my mom raised me like this doesn't mean it's wrong mm-hmm. i mean yeah i may have turned out a certain way but mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's wrong it doesn't make it wrong just because it's not the white way yeah the white way is not the right way trust me honey <laughs> say it again sis. the right way is not well, what did i say <laughs> Not me not being able to repeat myself. The white, the white way is not the right way. Yeah, exactly. Period, sis. Mm-hmm. And even going off of that, mm-hmm. like, okay, so, like, I don't know if I told you this, but, what? like, at my placement, I... Scared. <laughs> Stop. Every time you just says, at my placement, so at school, I'm like, what? <laughs> what next? <laughs> so at my placement, like, it's like a, in a school board. And we primarily look at, like, language assessments. Okay. But I'm finding that a lot of the language assessments, like, they norm... No, no, no. So, like, you know when you look at, like, an assessment or, like, a tool that's been, like, created by, like, a PhD person and then whatever. So, like, they took the norms of that assessment, but all the norms are based on, like, black, um, white children yeah right? so who's norm so listen so they're taking these assessments and they're testing black kids obviously i'm gonna fucking language fail. assessments that's fucked up language assessments and they're testing black kids so a lot of these black kids listen a lot of these black kids are failing the language assessments because they don't meet the english norms. crazy and i'm like no because i literally told one of my um supervisors i was like well like, I heard the mom speak in the background. Like, mm-hmm. the mom is Jamaican, so she probably speaks, like, patois to her child, right? So I'm like, the errors that he's making on this assessment is how Jamaicans speak. It's not wrong. It's not like he's not just learning different. language properly. It's just not English language. And if, English, Canadian dialect. If, 
like the amount of racism in Canada it's like so it's subtle you don't even realize it's ingrained it. in our culture like yeah. literally like everything okay oh my gosh let me tell you a story <laughs> <laughs> so um this is so oh my gosh I always tell my friends this story wow. so me and, my, me and my mom and my dad went to Costco right and like my mom is like very like outspoken like you know I thought you said she was shy I never said my mom was shy. <laughs> I thought you told me that. Hell no. My She's mom not? shy? Fuck no. <laughs> my mom is not shy. She seems like such a sweet like lady that just She is like, a she's you know, a sweet like... lady, but like she's very like anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> So um so we went to Costco and fucking Okay, so you know how you have the reusable bags? right mm. so my dad always has reusable bags so like you know on car like when you go to costco like you they put your cart on one side and then you're on the other side or whatever like they have the oh, person they have out? the person like sometimes yeah. they'll have the person in cash and mm-hmm. then if it's busy they'll have the other person there right yeah so the person that not the person on cash but the other person that was like helping us to scan our items mm-hmm. he started like touching the bags like feeling around if there's anything in the bags and then my dad was like here do you want to feel them mm-hmm. and then my mom was like what did he say and i was like oh here we go and my dad's <laughs> dumbass repeated it to her like why are you doing this like just yeah. tell her we're in the car so my dad tells her and then my mom was like like excuse me mm-hmm. oh it was the girl that there was a girl and she was the one that was feeling around the bags mm-hmm. and then the guy was on cash so then my my mom was like like what happened then my dad told my mom what the girl did and then my mom was like like what like what what's up like, yeah. <laughs> like why are you doing that right mm-hmm. and she was like oh like we're just we're just like seeing like if there's anything in there right and then my mom's like my mom lost it when what i tell you <laughs> you've been to costco like yeah. when i tell you all of costco was quiet <laughs> i'm not joking like she slammed it she, she slammed the uh, her hand on the yeah. the checkout thing and she's like why is it because i'm black <laughs> and like all of costco was <laughs> quiet like silent i was like she should be angry though because what so like that like and i think that's why like i'm kind of like like this like my mom is like she's not gonna like let anybody like she like you know how like we're saying like sometimes we don't know what to do yeah like she knows what to do like she'll (laughs) she'll, (laughs) like she'll cuss you but yeah man and my mom, she she went back to Costco the next week for her groceries. She didn't give a fuck. She went back <laughs> the same ways. So, because some white people just are just crazy. They're just problematic, man. Like, why can't you see what we all see? Because they don't have to. I just feel like they're always gonna have the privilege. Mm-hmm. Like, what can they do to not have a privilege? Nothing. There's I nothing think that they can do. I think that in the same way that it's light light skin people's job to give the give a platform mm-hmm. for dark skin people it's white people's job to give us the platform mm-hmm. like if like you have the privilege you have the power like okay you see how like let, like let's if we're talking about colorism right you see how like there's a lot of dark skin men that enable like colorist like light-skinned women oh like that danny lee thing mm-hmm. <laughs> like you see how they enable that stuff mm-hmm. like if a light-skinned girl woman that was pretty if all light-skinned women stood with dark-skinned women and said like no colorism is a thing like don't fetishize me don't tell me i'm prettier than a dark-skinned girl da-da-da-da-da. yeah 
they would fix up black they would. men. They like would. if every time like a black man's a toilet skin girl like they were oh, ostracized. You're yeah. exactly or oh you're you're so pretty like your mm-hmm. light skin you have nice skin they're like ew don't say that about me and they broke up with them. Mm-hmm. Do you think black men would would do that? No, they wouldn't continue. If they everybody if all black women refused to date men who are colorist or were previously colorist, do you think men would be colorist? No, they would. So not. it's just like white people like you guys have the platform, you guys have the privilege mm-hmm. to like. You know what I'm saying? Like, change the narrative. Like, we can, we black people can say, you guys are racist, you guys are anti-black, all that we want. Mm-hmm. But it's like because we're black, like they're they're not hearing us. They're thinking we're complaining. Yeah. Just like when dark women say stuff about colorism, they're they like, oh, you guys are angry, you guys jealous. are jealous, yeah. you guys are haters. You know like, what I'm saying? No, we're actually going through this, and yeah. we're trying to voice our our experiences so exactly. that you understand, so that we can try and get rid of this shit. Exactly. But... So like until like white people, because I think like some white people are starting to acknowledge like racism which is no, like, yeah which is like the bare fucking minimum like even like politicians like mm-hmm. like oh no yeah. because you know before i feel like especially before 2020 mm-hmm. a lot of white people thought racism was saying nigger like calling <laughs> you a nigger no, or yeah. saying like black people are stupid or black people are this but now they realize that it's much deeper than that and it's like it's institutionalized like it's within mm-hmm. so many different facets like you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i don't think they realized this before 2020 which is sad but like at least it's like brought to their awareness now you know and you know what i found a lot too a lot of white women try to like minimize their whiteness and um what's what's another word for not amplify but like uh shine a light more on their womanhood when we have these Mm, conversations like yeah i'm a woman too kind of thing yeah and it's like like i remember one time and like i was so mad at myself for doing this like i was in class and i was making a point yeah and like i was like i was saying like you know what like i was gonna say like being a woman is exhausting but like being a black woman is like even more exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and so i said being a woman is like exhausting and they're all like yeah i know right Da-da-da. i'm like you know what like let me just not even add the yeah. black woman part because <laughs> they feel like we're bonding so yeah. like let me just not add it you yeah. know and i feel like it's like just because you're a woman like they always do this because like i because i even like i taught like a um tutorial mm-hmm. like when i was doing my like when i went to school or whatever mm-hmm. and like even the, the students and like mm-hmm. the people in my class too like they'd always say like yeah because we know that like white straight men have like the privilege and it's yeah. like but you are white and you also have the privilege and you're straight yeah. and just because you're a woman like yeah you i guess like mm-hmm. you're marginal- like of course like you face like you know like um, as a sexual woman. violence like all those types mm-hmm. of things that w- us as but women you're face. still a white woman you're still a white woman day. and yeah. you still oppress me like you're yeah. my oppressor yeah like, <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. are my oppressor sis like you know yeah. what i mean so, but they're not trying to hear that. Oh. But, oh my gosh. <laughs> they're not trying says, to hear that at all. We should Okay. Do you think that black people can be racist? They can't be. I don't think they can be racist. No. Yeah. They can be colorist. They okay, can't be yeah. racist. But like in terms of like racist, do you think they can be racist? No. See like, okay. So I said that. I said I don't think black people can be racist. But Wait, wait. Can I say something? More? I mm-hmm. think they could be prejudiced though. Prejudiced. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think they can be raped because racism is like within institution. Like, okay, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like prejudice. I They can be prejudiced, but not racist. Okay. But when you say black people can be prejudiced, mm-hmm. like how so? 
because prejudice to me is kind of like this like preconceived notion that like a certain group acts a certain way okay you know what i mean so for me i can be prejudiced towards white people because i can think that they're racist but you know is I mean? that is that really prejudice though yeah sometimes because sometimes they're not racist you know but it's like really me having that preconceived notion that like all white people are going to be racist or they're going to come give microaggressions to me like when often not oftentimes but some of them are not going to you know i don't really think that's prejudiced i think that's real life like i think that like are you ever going to come into contact with the white person that is completely not problematic the same way how we said like even if like you're with a black man that is mm -hmm. progressive there's still going to be things that you're gonna he's gonna say and you're gonna be like mm, yeah. no like yeah. they're like not all white people are aggressively like oh you're you're a nigger you're this you're yeah. that mm -hmm. but because they have privilege there are things that they're going to say and things that they're that going they to don't do realize that yeah. are going to be racist and yeah it's, Cause it's like ingrained in them. as a black person yeah. if you want to invest in teaching them because maybe mm -hmm. they're your friend or you love that person mm -hmm. then that's up to you but i don't think it's prejudice prejudice for me as a black person to assume that this person that has had a history because what we're talking we didn't even talk about colonization mm -hmm. okay like you guys like literally like colonization is an act of violence mm -hmm. and colonization is still active like colonization is not a thing of the past yeah anytime me as a black person in this canadian context i experience being marginalized you it's active colonization mm -hmm. and even like on the continent of africa in the caribbean wherever there's black people mm -hmm. white people are still colonizing us the yeah, fact that we the fact that african people speak english is an act of violence <laughs> no yeah. sis seriously no that's true the fact that there's Africans that speak French is an act of violence. Yeah. You guys came over here with your language yeah. and imposed it on us. Mm -hmm. And a lot of us lost our culture. Yeah. So that's violence. Like, so for considering all of that, I don't think maybe I'm wrong, mm -hmm. but I will be wrong and strong mm -hmm. because I don't think it's prejudice for me to think that for me to assume, like for me, if I'm meeting a white person, you're going to have to prove to me that you're not problematic. Mm -hmm. If I see a white person, <clears throat> you're problematic. Yeah. You, I'm not saying that like, that is like the end all and be all like mm -hmm. you're always like because i'm not like as much as i talk like this like there's white people i fuck with like i'm not saying every single white person yeah. like i don't fuck with them there's white people that we can hold convos and like i don't see them as racist and whatever mm -hmm. but they prove that to me yeah if i meet a white person you're i'm sorry i'm going to assume that That's because true. of the things i've experienced because of the things that you guys have done to my people i'm sorry mm -hmm. i don't think that's prejudice okay so would you think like as a black person saying like white people can't dance like that's a prejudice statement to make no it's not what yeah what? i think it is a, a prejudice statement to make because you can't assume like okay let me ask you, you know something. what i mean what how does that affect a white person's quality of life yeah but assume... with prejudice it doesn't have to affect their quality of life like but, uh, race, i feel like the the difference between okay, prejudice and you're... like racism mm -hmm. is like like i could say to a white person like okay like yeah white people can't dance right and that's prejudice but like for them to say is that a stereotype for them to say to me like okay well black people are thugs like that affects like that statement mm -hmm. affects me getting a job okay affects me being able to go to school yeah. affects like my daily life you know what i mean mm -hmm. so that is racism to me but like 
when I say that white people can't dance, that's not affecting them in any way. It's just saying that they can't dance. But is that you know prejudice I mean? or is that like a like a stereotype? Well, I don't know because I think prejudice to me is, is the like, same as stereotype. Is like this preconceived notion of like a group acts or does certain things in a certain way. Like that's what but prejudice I, is to me. I, I don't know if that's I think the like definition, I think but. like I see what you're saying, mm-hmm. but I think like I think like racism is like more like institutionalized and like okay like you are oppressing me in some type of way or I am being marginalized in some type of way like mm-hmm. this is institutionalized but I think like the way you're saying pre- prejudice is like there's no like and so like racism is like violence right yeah. but I think like the way you're explaining prejudice like mm-hmm. you're kind of like not including the violent part like you're kind yeah, of because I don't think it's always necessarily violent but I think violent. there is like a bit of violence and prejudice not as much as maybe racism but I think like the way I understand prejudice and obviously like our understands are subjective right mm-hmm. but like the way I'm seeing prejudice is like it's because I used to say the same thing black mm-hmm. people can't be racist but they can be prejudiced and like I really thought about it and I don't know if I agree anymore because I feel like there is a little bit of violence in in prejudice okay can we like pull up a deck because what is i don't know what prejudice is then (laughs) like okay let's let's um google prejudice because maybe i'm confusing it with stereotyping prejudice okay so it says preconceived opinion that is not based on reason or actual experience so i think Mm -hmm. that's what you're kind of getting at but then the secondary definition is harm or injury that results or may result from some action or judgment so i think that's the violence that i'm saying like prejudice is not like a passive thing like there is like a little piece of violence there Mm. do you see what i'm trying to say so i i don't think me saying that white people can't dance is prejudice i think it's like like me thinking like so then what would it be like what would what would you classify that as i think it would just be like maybe a stereotype but even still i still think that language is a bit strong because if if we're saying that oh all black people like like watermelon or all black people have big noses is a stereotype i don't think it's fair for us to use the same language saying that that's a stereotype and saying that white people can't dance is also stereotype because language is symbolic. If I'm saying, if I'm using the same word to describe these two things and one is violent, one is rooted in like um, historical factors, slavery, this, this, and that. Mm-hmm. And one is just like- That's why I associated it with, with racism, if you know what I mean. But what I'm saying is like, okay, if we're going to use either the word prejudice or stereotype. Yeah. Okay, so for example, us saying that black people can't swim. Us yeah. saying that black people have big lips. Black people have big noses. Yeah. Black people like watermelon. Those are stereotypes. Yeah. Right? But they're not stereotypes, I don't think. They are. People, what do you mean? Because I feel like they're rooted in in like something that has no, to do with, with no, but, like no, racism. But, you know what no, I mean? No, but what I'm saying is they are stereotypes born out of racism. There are historical... There's a reason all these things that like people say about black people come from somewhere and and yeah. their roots are in racism and colonization yeah. that's what i'm trying to tell you yeah. but out of racism and colonization all these things of like mm-hmm. that come stereotypes stereotypes prejudices born out of racism they're all a family tree racism prejudice stereotypes are family tree so mm-hmm. if i'm gonna sit here and say that black people are this and black people are that are stereotypes i don't feel comfortable using that same word to describe white people can't dance yeah why are we using the same word when one is violent and one is not 
a white mm-hmm. me saying a white person can't dance doesn't affect their livelihood doesn't affect yeah. their quality of life in any way in any way yeah. so i don't think it's prejudice like i i don't think it's fair for us to use the same language because as much as word we think words don't mean anything language is literally symbolic mm-hmm, like if is. a white person hears me say like you saying this about me as a black person is a stereotype and then they hear me saying that me saying that all white people can't dance is a stereotype they're gonna be like oh and that's what a lot of white people do like oh but you guys call us crackers that's not the fucking same as you call mm-hmm. me a nigger it's not the same yeah you see what i'm trying to say yeah i think in my head like i just disassociated racism and prejudice i'm being no, prejudiced and, yeah and and i i literally until like today when i thought about it when we're like okay we're gonna do this episode yeah. i would always say black people can be racist they can't be prejudiced but like Black people can be racist? Sorry, they can't be racist, but they can be prejudiced. Yeah. Right? But I think, like, we're missing that. Like, when we say that, like, we're kind of assuming that prejudice is, like, not active or not violent. Like, it's passive when it's not. Mm. Because these prejudices, like, they have to come from somewhere. Mm -hmm. They they have to come... For me, like like, a prejudice is like me having like a type of like little like i don't know how to explain it but me having like a little like feeling a way towards you because you're from this type of group but don't you think that like we kind of do that like what like not that it's like necessarily like malicious but like because Mm -hmm. of the way that we've been treated by white people Mm -hmm. it's kind of like that like anger you know what i mean but is that prejudice or is that anger i'm not saying it's like obviously it's not healthy yeah for anybody to go around being like fuck this i hate this type of people i hate white people but Mm -hmm. i'm saying like if indigenous people specifically in canada or black americans Mm -hmm. want to go around hating black people white people i mean as long as they're not like like obviously killing people or harming anyone Mm -hmm. like i i'm not mad i don't know if i can be mad i don't know if it's my place to tell you that you're prejudiced or to be like oh you need to let that go it like i mean yeah of course no like yeah like it's like okay if like racism if slavery if colonization were things that happened Mm -hmm. and we let them go and they weren't happening anymore maybe but it's kind of like if me and you get into a fight and you say yo Teresa, i don't like when you when you call me dej and I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm sorry, sis. And we make up. Mm-hmm. And then every day I'm calling you Dej. Like, how would you ever heal from the last time that I called you Dej? Yeah, that's true. It's like, it's in our faces every single day. Mm-hmm. I experience racism. I experience marginalization. I experience, like, having to shrink my blackness every mm-hmm. single day. So how can I begin to get past anything mm-hmm. towards white people? That's true. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think, like, it's a little bit dangerous for us to say that like like yes there are black people who fucking hate white people who fucking hate non-black people but it's not coming from the same place as them hating us oh yeah no for sure not so so then we shouldn't be using the same words like I, i'm not saying you're mm-hmm. wrong because I, I get I just, it i wouldn't use prejudice for like in the people. same context as racism yeah like you but know i'm what saying I mean? like i know that yeah. I know what you mean because you're my sis but if you were talking to a white person yeah. or a non-black person they might hear what you're saying and jump on that so I'm saying us as black people need to steer away from using the same type of language that we can apply to them yeah. and applying to us and how we feel about them. Yeah. 
But I just like what I don't know if I'm just too far gone. Like what would you even use? I don't even know. Is it really a stereotype? I don't know if it would be classified as a stereotype. Like for us to say, like for example, white people don't have rhythm or whatever, right? Yeah. I just feel like it's bands. (laughs) It's a joke. Like I don't yeah. do white people really get offended that yeah, uh, yes some white people do so if you're offended that you can't dance you don't think I'm offended that I'm a nigger <laughs> yeah I mean I don't know it's kind of like I don't know it's kind of like okay they think of they, they, they think when we say certain things that categorize their mm-hmm. group of whiteness mm-hmm. they think it's reverse racism reverse what <laughs> We need to talk think it's about reverse that. Racism. What's re- what reverse racism is not a thing. It will never be a thing. It was never a thing. So. Let's not even give that any more attention because <laughs> it's not a thing. A white person telling me that me telling them that is I'm saying white people can't dance is also racist mm-hmm. or reverse racism. You're derailing the conversation. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the and you're fucking it about you now. Exactly. Let's talk well, about we were the talking fucking... about us the whole time. Exactly. Yeah, everything centers around white people exactly at the end of the day. and let's fucking talk about the black people who are being fucking killed in the streets because mm-hmm. they're black by police does that happen to you exactly <laughs> even it, and they're, you like, they're like they're like they're like oh white people get killed by the police too they didn't get killed because they're white who are the real terrorists <laughs> who, are the, <laughs> who are the real terrorists bro <laughs> i know it's not us it's not all us. i gotta say Mm-mm. that's crazy child Oh, and you know what I get a lot too? And this has to do with racism and colorism. I get a lot that like I'm aggressive. Oh, I get that a lot too. And if you know me and Deja, we're literally like <laughs> so timid. People. Like except if I'm drunk, I'm sorry. Yeah. But- <laughs> 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 I become a fighter, bro. <laughs> I'm very active in these streets. No, when I'm drunk. turn to Mike Tyson, bro. <laughs> And I have to fix. Okay, chill. Sorry. We don't. We're not re- reliving that experience. That's in the past. Screaming. <laughs> anyway, so like, yeah, like me, and da- like, like with my friends, whatever. I'm outgoing, but like in general, like I don't talk. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, and I feel like everybody has this perception of me, and it's like I actually don't talk. Like, you know what I mean? And like, I always like you're aggressive. I'm like, what? Like, like how like like <laughs> what am how, I doing? Like, am I even talking to you? Like, like how am I aggressive? And it's like you know what it is. I think it's the ways that we're raised. Um, our like norms are not there, so they want to put a negative connotation on it. Mm, you know what I mean? Yeah. But you know what's crazy? Microaggressions, like okay, because if microaggressions are on the micro level, like interpersonally. Mm-hmm. Like, I can go to an institution that is racist on the macro level. Mm-hmm. But on and the I'm micro ex- level, But I'm experiencing microaggressions. Micro, yeah. in a macro... Like, it's not a mindfuck. Yeah. Like, the is. institution is racist and now you're being racist as a person in the, in the, in the institution. institution. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we will. I don't think we'll ever be freed of the shackles of um, racism in Canada. Yeah, no. Because unlike America, it's just like... I don't know. It's always under the surface. Under the surface. It's just always like, I always go like this. It's always right there. It's always right there. It's always right there. (laughs) You can feel it, but you can't see it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like because, um, as you said before, like because it's it's like right on the surface, Mm -hmm. a lot of white people are blind to it. Sometimes they know what they're doing, you know? No, I feel like they're blind a lot of the time. No, listen. 
grow up <laughs> grow the fuck up like that like maybe when you were like like a kid to like 20 this could be an excuse but yeah. like grow up yeah grow up Unlearn. especially when you hear so many people talking about this yeah you know what i mean like we can't all be lying if you're still <laughs> racist in 2021 after that whole black like, lives matter movement, like like honestly like you were already like a bum and a bird mm-hmm. like if you didn't know but now you're a racist like, like you're actually like, like you're actually like you're choosing violence you're choosing- you woke up and chose violence like you know, <laughs> actually like literally, literally i'm to wake up and choose violence, choose violence every like every day literally like sometimes choose peace trust me it's not every day it's not every day violence like <laughs> don't kill me anyways this has been your girl ohima t and Dej. and this is dark and lovely pod gg bye guys bye